Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Welcome back to the podcast you are in for a motherfucking treat today. Let me tell you what. My next guest, Miss Kat John, is an incredible coach, meditation specialist. She is leader of the Zero Fucks movement. It is a movement globally where people are tuning in on Instagram, on Facebook, and dancing their fucks away with her as the lead. She's incredible. She has such a massive story to share. And the trippy thing is, that we discovered each other on Instagram somehow, and it is literally like we are looking in the mirror. We do not look alike, but she is the Australian version of me, and she's like, you're the Puerto Rican-American version of me. We had such an amazing chat. We talk everything about her life and how she became who she is, from going in from brain surgery to literally being on drugs, to literally finding meditation, changing her life, finding coaching. Now she helps people change their lives and helps them to give zero fucks. And she talks about on this podcast how to do that. We love each other. We're obsessed with each other, as you can see in this podcast episode. She's just so incredible, has such an amazing vibe and draws you in. I know you're going to love this episode and you're going to be addicted to her. She also has an amazing podcast that we share here. Everything is in the show notes. So you could hit her up if you are loving this episode. What we want you to do is tag us. Tag me, tag Kat. We put all her info in the show notes. We would love to hear what you got out of this episode. What did you get from this episode? Because there is so much wisdom and gold nuggets that she gives. She is the bomb and she's in Melbourne. So we're going to be hanging out as soon as this COVID bullshit is over. Without further ado, please enjoy this incredible and amazing episode with Kat John. Kat John from the Nova movement what is going on girl ah, mate we are long lost sisters just without the accent yes I'm, this is my australian sister everybody who has amazing hair <laughs> perms by the way but yeah but damn it's good that is a damn good perm girl it's a damn good perm i'm so happy to have you on the podcast because it, we literally are like the same people obviously different but the same people we have so many things that are the same. You have a podcast that is, to me, what I would call a loving bitch slap to humanity as well. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, now you know, motherfuckers, she's the bomb. (laughs) And can you just tell people a little bit about what you do and, and yes, all the things? Absolutely. So I guess by trade, what I do is coaching and mentoring. Um, So people come to me when they feel lost, they feel unsure, they um, feel stuck. But fundamentally what they're seeking is their true selves, like who the fuck they are. Um, They may, it may on the outside look like they want to discover their purpose, which yes is true. They might want to better their relationship, which yes is true. But the, the nuts and bolts is that these, the people who come to see me are dying to be who they were born to be. Um, so I've got a coaching program that I just love getting inside of people. Uh, I take them through their darkness and, and meet their darkness and face it and work with it and, and, and invite it into their life, learn how to invite it into their life. Um, whilst then, you know, changing their patterns, changing their behaviors, changing their thoughts or shifting their thoughts um, to become the, the, the them they have always been, to uncover the them they've always been. So my face hurts from smiling. Oh, I know, like my soul hurts just <laughs> talking about it in the best way. Um, so that that that's I do that through coaching. I also have um, 
online programs and also in-face um, group trainings as well. Um, and then I also have this, uh, I guess, global social media movement called Zero Fucks Tuesday, the Zero Fucks movement. Mm. And this was birthed two years ago, accidentally. Um, you know, this process that I do, which uh, which which I, I tune into my vision on a daily basis, and I get guidance and answers as to how to act in favour of that um, vision. And there was one day two years ago, I've always used dance as a form of self-expression to, to really um, open myself up to being in my body and, and kind of finding my own rhythm because I was a monster people pleaser back in the day, you know, not knowing what I wanted. So uh, mm. dance, for whatever reason, free dance just allowed me to go, what's my rhythm? What's my move? What's my expression so yeah two years ago um i was doing my visualization process and my guidance um what i was visualizing was about creating wealth and abundance through my creative expressions and the answer that i got was dance um my guidance while my next best step was dance i was like what the fuck am i meant to become a pole dancer <laughs> am i meant to like you know strip tease uh, i kind of was logic mind thinking how is this going to happen um, so I toddled off upstairs to my little loft space and I just turned on music and I started dancing and this little voice in me said, fucking record this. And I've never recorded me dancing before. And so I started recording it. And then after I did it, I, I, uh, this little voice in me said to post it and share about it and share how this is a, is a tool of yours to, to free yourself um, and to give zero fucks to whatever's going on inside of your head. So after 20 minutes of like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? What if people judge me? What if people this? What if people mm -hmm. that? I just thought, fucking come on, cat, Fuck it. Just do it. Um, so I did it. And then I guess I created, you know, what it's like being a, a business owner. You kind of like want to create shit out of it. So I'm like, let's make this fun. It's Tuesday. I gave zero fucks. Let's make a hashtag ZF Tuesday. Um, and I just posted the video. And from there, this movement, just began I literally my intention was just to put it out once and that was it but the people you know my 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 community um they just were like give us more we want that we want a taste of that we 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 thrive off that I wish I could do that so then I realized I was being this uh visual example of what zero fucks looks like through movement <clears throat> so yeah um that has created a total like almost side business that's now taking over my business um so yeah that's that's in a nutshell a long nutshell <laughs> oh what i do so holy shit so there's zero fucks given movement so every tuesday you still show up do you do live is it stories i do um so i do it on my my feed uh yep. like the square feed um and then what i do uh so people will then um share their themselves mm. dancing um, and they tag me in it. And so I get all of that through the DMs and then I share them on my stories to celebrate them. Mm -hmm. um, so often what happens is the people who I share, the people who are watching, they get so inspired by everyone else dancing. You know, they're everyday people in mm -hmm. their sweats, in their, you know, pajamas with their kid on their, on their, you know, arm, their kids crying, you know, sometimes with their, their partners. Um, and there's a lot of inspiration that comes from sharing, you know, the everyday person. Um, so, and, and also what I've incorporated for people who are a little bit freaked out by dancing is to share a zero fucks moment that they have um, experienced in the last week or the last month or even over their life that they feel brave enough to share. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been starting to share that and, you know, people messaging me about they've quit their jobs, they're following their passion. And I just want to share that. So Again, people who are watching are like, fuck, where's my zero fucks moment? Where can I give zero fucks and start really living true to, to me or to my values or to my purpose or whatever it may be? So it's pretty wicked. That's fucking awesome. It's so important as well. Like it's such a message that the world needs like 24 seven. You know, I'm a fan of this, but for those listening, where did your zero fucks moment come from? Like how did this you know, like, how did this even come for you to say, I want to, you know, cause obviously we go through it and then we go, fuck, I want to share this with others. You know, um, I have, I guess I've had multiple zero fucks moment in my, in my life, but I reckon when I had the first one, um, was, was when I was 19 
Um, so when I was I, when I was a small child, when I was six years old, I was sexually abused, um, and I brought that out um, when I was ten and when I was twelve, and that wasn't, I guess, handled mm. greatly. Um, so I shoved that down, I squashed that down, I buried it somewhere, and then you know these terrible. I guess, uh, coping mechanisms were birthed out of squashing down pain and trauma. Um, and I know you talk about in your story from trauma to triumph, um, which, yeah, again, I'm just, we're so, we're so aligned. Um, so the first zero fucks moment that I can really go back to was when I was 19 and I was at home on my own after a binge weekend and I was watching Oprah And she was interviewing a psychologist and the psychologist said on there, people who have been sexually abused need to know it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. And it was like an atomic bomb went off inside of me and that silence and that ring just deafened everything. And I broke down and I just sobbed. And it was in that moment, it was probably, I'd say like a week later, but that moment I just thought, fuck this. I want to face this. I want to face this. I brought this up when I was 10, when I was 12, because there was a truth in me that I needed to write. I needed to get out of me. I didn't Mm. want this dirt in me anymore. So it was that moment where I just said, fuck this. I, I don't care how painful it is for anyone else around me. This is a pain I need to free and heal. Um, so the zero fucks moment was me re-engaging my family after they didn't know how to deal with it the first time because there was so much fear about being rejected, about being, um, you know, I guess once again, everything being swept under the rug. So that was a real zero fucks moment to go, fuck rejection, fuck anything else. This is important to me. And no matter how hard this journey is going to be, I'm going to unravel myself. And that was the beginning of everything. You know, that was the beginning of like, I'm, I am now in power. I am in control of, of my life and, and where I want it to go. Um, so that was my first zero. Five. Wow. That's young. Did you have like, did you have a mentor or some like, besides like good old Oprah was like our, you know, auntie, everybody's auntie. We still love you, Oprah. So was, was it just inspiration from watching or consuming that content? Was it books? Was there a girlfriend or someone that was like the big sister in your life? No. No, I had a big brother, mm-hmm. um, but he was overseas at the time. Um, but now it was, I guess, because I had brought it up at 10 and 12. And what was first told to me when I was 10, like, shut up, you're a liar. Don't wow. ever say this again. Um, and then the second time it was, it was received and then I guess dealt with, with anger and frustration that I hadn't brought it up earlier, but I actually had, but no one, Mm. but someone said, don't say it again. Um, so I guess for myself, I had, I've, I've always had this deep inner knowing, you know, and I think we all have that. Um, but that was very awake in me. Um, I was almost aware of that, that light part inside of me, which was almost sort of um, haunting at the same yeah. time because I kind of knew what was right but often did what was wrong <laughs> and not what was good. Yeah. So it was really, yeah, I guess I, I had also had a few times when I was out taking drugs. Um, I saw, you know, hallucinating. I saw a lot of demons and um, I just knew, fuck, these are the demons I have to deal with. And yeah. for whatever reason, it was literally just that moment of Oprah that that changed it. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, I then went and saw a psychologist and that unraveled everything. Then I started to get into the books of Louise, How- Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, lots of other things transpired after that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I have a question for those of you listening that are like, you know, I'm really tuning into the fact that we get lots of women listening to this podcast who are very similar to us and they've had that same pain, that, that traumatic sexual abuse or or some kind of abuse in their younger years and maybe they didn't have the parent my mom said to me when I was five because she was sexually abused if anybody touches you here or here you tell me the doctor this person you tell me like I'm in the bathtub looking at her like what and she's like you tell me like which I've obviously told my kids you tell me same thing so for me it was like 
yo, if that happens, I'm going to tell my mother. Where a lot of a lot of women, especially and children, all children, there's a lot of shame connected to it. And it sounds like for your family, they didn't know, obviously, you know, and we know now that they did the best they could with what they had. But if someone's out there listening, I really honor you. And, I, and I'd love for you if you could give a little bit of insight on something they can do if they have been rejected or hit with the door of shame from their own parents or their their caretakers shame because you had this thing come through that said not ask again like the knock the knock right and you listened and so many women still that I coach and you probably coach they're 40 and they haven't told anybody about their five-year-old sexual abuse so can you talk to that or what they could do or something for I guess with that and I guess um this is just my my personal experience and I I always share from there I share from Mm -hmm. there you know when you know, you know, when you know, you know, and maybe at that time when you were five or six or however old you were, you were told to shut up. You were told, don't say anything. You were told if you say anything, you'll get in trouble or you'll get hurt. You were told that message then, right? And say you're now 20 or 25 or 40, you have the fucking right to speak up. You're not that little kid anymore. You now have the right and you deserve to fucking do this for yourself, mm. to, to finally speak up about it to a safe space. Now, mm. that safe space, for some people, it's not their family. You know, for other people, it may be a lifeline. It may be a friend that they really trust. It may be, you know, I actually have people who DM me and mm. say, this is the first time I'm sharing this. I don't know why it's you, but I feel safe with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sometimes it can be a a form of self-expression, either sharing with someone that you feel you can trust, you might have to pay, you know, because you trust them, um, or it might be something written that, you know, I believe the first step is, is, is acknowledge your knowing, Mm. acknowledge your knowing and give it an expression like this happened, Mm. this happened. And I want to do something about that. Yeah. That's, that's that would be, good. I guess, my, yeah, my, yeah. my advice. And I love it because everybody listening, like you come from your space, you come from this is what, you know, not everybody's situation is the same. And so hopefully for those of you listening, you can find some of your own truth in her story. You can find some of your own, you know, pieces of actions or wisdom or things that you can do with what you just shared, because really there is, you're right, like having a safe space that you create or you hire a coach or a therapist or whatever it is, that modality that allows you at the bottom line to realize that you are worthy enough to share it and you're worthy enough to take that rock off your chest and like put that shit away, you know? So I honor you because you're so open and so raw and real about everything on your on your videos and on your podcast and on your Instagram. And like, that's another reason why I love you because it's just when you get to share your shit, right? And I did a post about it today. Like your fucking social media is your, it's your own show. It's it's your own, own, you know, network. Like it's the Cat John network and you get to just be like, this is me fucked up. This is me happy. This is me all the ways. And you get, we've, you know, you've, you give visibility and you don't have to be a top celebrity or have a million followers to do that. We can all share our shit and, and really help someone else through it. So I honor you, sister, for doing that because it's incredibly important. It's very important. So then you go, fuck it. I'm going to share my story. I'm going to own it. I'm going to let go of this thing. And then what happens? Where did you go? Did you start? you know, moving into healing or finding mentors because you're deeply spiritual, but also realistic as fuck. Like, I'd be like, we meditate and listen to Drake. And it's like, yes, that's my shit. Like, I want to still be cool. I love you, Eckhart Tolle, but I am sleeping listening to your book. So that's the Cardi B of us, by the way, the little breaking it down into English. <laughs> Because you are, you're relatable as your podcast, like you're fucking relatable. Like you need to be like, yo, this is the shit. So what happened then? Well, funnily enough, what happened then was, um, I guess just getting it out was really helpful. Getting it out was really helpful. Um, And interestingly, what happened then was actually another big blow that I had to face. Um, So even throughout that time, when I was 18, I started going out to the party scene and uh, when I, there was one night I was out specifically, um, this 
pain just reared its head inside of my body. And I was like, what the hell is that? Wow. That is not cool. That is not okay. That is very uncomfortable. It wasn't like muscular pain. It was like fire went off in my body. Um, and that just got worse. That started to get worse. Um, so the, the, it started to spread throughout my body. By that time I was nursing. I was a registered nurse at that time. Um, and I was working in hospitals. So I kind of, after opening myself up about the sexual abuse and getting help and reading the books, I started to wean off the drugs, the, mm. the party drugs. Um, and then I, uh, but I, but then I got into prescription drugs because of this pain that had flared up. So sort of fast forward a few years whilst being intrigued in this work um, and, you know, working out like, oh, what does loving yourself mean? What does you can heal your life mean? Mm. Um, I was dealing with this really uncomfortable pain in my body. Um, so the, the work that I was doing on myself wasn't really sinking in too much. Um, and over that time, I was very addicted to pain meds. Um, I was working in the hospitals and it was really, really bad to the point where I stopped um, working in the hospitals and I went and started working for a plastic surgeon. So uh, once I did that, uh, I thought, you know, maybe working nine to five, it'll make this pain go away. Um, I'll feel better about that. But unfortunately it didn't. And I was standing at the top of the stairs one day to go and get the next patient with my boss. Um, and I just stood there and I couldn't fucking walk. Wow. My foot did not go to the next step and my boss was like, dude, what are you doing? Um, I just said, doc, I can't move. I, I can't, I can't move. So he rushed me over to the, to the Epworth to get an MRI, got an MRI. Two days later, we got a report. Next minute, I'm in a neurosurgeon's office telling me I need brain surgery wow. because in six months I'll be a paraplegic. And I'm like, fucking what, what are you talking about? Yeah. So... I had all of this like past healing going on. I had this chronic pain flared up in my body. I was like quite overweight at that time, um, real negative, really difficult to be around, um, you know, very limited view on, on life. I, I became depressed. I became depressed. Um, so that kind of set me off on a whole other journey of I then had to have brain surgery what? Oh my God. What the fuck? Okay. I'm like, nice to meet you. I just had a brain surgery. That is crazy. What? Yeah. I had to have it. My brain is too big for my head. I'm that's, the, that's the thing. My brain's exploding right now. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot. Back then I was like 23. Holy shit. You were super young. I kind of like got all my shit out early. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same girl. I'm like, I'm coming to planet Earth. Hit me with the hard stuff at young. Yeah. i fast <laughs> and then I can share my message. <laughs> oh, That's wow. exactly what it felt like. Um, so what was it? Like, what did they tell you what it was in your brain? Like, So it's a condition called an Arnold Chiari malformation where if you imagine a sausage um, stuffed inside of a casing, Mm. but the, the, the casing is too small for all the sausage that's stuffed in. That was my brain. Um, and what it does is it starts to herniate down into your, the top of your spinal cord because mm. there's not enough room for it. And then the CSF flow, the cerebrospinal fluid, which, which runs up and down your spine, around your brain, uh, that helps you move um, and coordinate, it was blocked. So that was creating these benign tumors in my spinal cord and then severing the nerve conduction, which was creating this pain. That's what was going on. Fuck. Correct. Correct. The, the, the nerves had been so badly damaged because this was over a period of five years. Um, I was being an ignorant little dick and didn't want to find out. 23 men. We don't know shit, right? Like I got boobs. You got a brain surgery. I had a back surgery. I had a back surgery at 23. It was the same year as you. And I fucked my back. Literally, I swear to God, like, I was like, I'm not going to walk. He was like, you may not walk again. And I'm like, what? But fuck, that's a 23, same. How crazy. 
So you had brain surgery. And did they say, what it was it like the partying? Was it drugs? Was it pain? Was it depression? It was just something that... If it's conditional, uh, sorry, congenital. Okay. Um, so it starts when you're young and it develops more as you get older. Um, now I have, I guess, a, a deeper belief mm. of, you know, I mean, if, if I look back, I held so much in in my life, um, you know, my, my pain and my suffering and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I believe that what we hold in energetically has an effect on our physical body. Mm. You know, some people will think it's fucking crazy. You don't create your own brain growing to a certain degree. But I believe that there was an element of my own holding everything in um, was a physical manifestation that came out like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that in terms of, you know, I guess Western medicine, they say it was congenital. Um, so they fixed, they fixed it through the surgery, but the pain didn't go away. So, um, that really was like a big hard blow and they put me on antipsychotics, which is a a medication that tries to reroute, um, the pain message to your body and your brain. It sort of tries to stop it, Mm. which it may have, but fuck man, all it did was blacked out my soul. Wow. It just... You know, that that scared the shit out of me. I've been dark before, but that was like, oh, my God, what's actually happening to me? I, I, it was literally like I saw the world in, in, in black and white. I saw everyone in black and white. I, I had nothing, no spark, no spunk, no, no nothing. Um, and it was 12 months later where I wrote my family an email and I just said, I want to, I want fucking out. Mm. I hate this life. I hate this existence. You know, I've had this happen to me as a child growing up. I, you know, was bulimic and I had obsessive compulsive behaviors and I didn't know how to handle my emotions. And then I was into drugs and then I like wanted to free myself from the sexual abuse. And now I've got to fucking deal with this. Like, come on, Mm. How, how can a human endure this much and expect to live like this forever? Cause I was told you'll be in pain forever. And you just have to deal with that and you'll have to manage that. How the fuck do they say that to people? Like, thanks for casting a spell on me, you motherfuckers. Seriously. I mean, and it's that's really bad. Where you yeah. trust, right? Yeah. You trust. Um, so there was no, I guess, realm of possibility there. It was just like, hey, enjoy your life in pain, you know, deal with it. Um, so that's that's when things changed. My rock bottom then created a, a real massive change where my parents just said, um, no, thanks. We're going to send you to a professor of neurology, um, who deals with the brain, but not surgery wise. And I went to see him. Um, and he just basically like was, uh, you know, like what you said earlier, that loving bitch slap. He just said, if you don't want to be in pain, you don't have to be. Wow. He said, you have the power to change your mind. He said, have you heard of a thing called neuroplasticity where you re- can retrain your brain? Oh, my God. It was like you went to see Joe Dispenza. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Wow. He was incredible, incredible. And I was 24 and I was wow. like, uh, no, man. All I've heard is you can heal your life. But this, <laughs> was, this then became the actual um application of you can heal your life if that makes sense yeah so he said to me <clears throat> i want you to uh, you know if he, he said well first he gave me the analogy of an of an olympic athlete if they want their gold medal their gold medal is what they want um they will train and they will do what they have to do to get that gold medal through their food through their exercise through their rest days and whatever it may be and they follow that to get that gold I said, well, with all due respect, I'm not a fucking Olympian. <laughs> what has this got to do with me? Um, and he said, you have something that you want. There is a gold medal inside of you that you want. It's just not an actual gold medal. He said, so just for a minute, close your eyes and tell me something that you want. The first time anyone has ever done this. Mm. And so I closed my eyes and immediately I just said, I want to be free. I want to be free to be me. I want to be free to be happy. I want to be free to do what I want. I want to be free to move my body. I just want to be free. And he said, that's your gold medal. He said, so every day, instead of medicating, I want you to meditate. 
And I want you to visualize yourself happy, visualize yourself free, visualize, like make it all up in your mind, create it all in your mind. Mm. And he said, when you see that, you're going to feel a certain way. And then in that moment, ask yourself what you can do to bring that gold medal closer. Mm. And he said, 12 months, I'm giving you this prescription for. He said, I want you to take this prescription, invisible prescription for 12 months and let me know how you go, but don't miss a day. Don't miss a day. And so I walked out of there with permission from him. I said, can I stop taking my pills? And he said, yes. And so I walked out of there, went home, chucked the pills in the bin. And I just said, fuck it. Another zero fucks moment. (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm doing this. And so I did this routine and this practice every day. Like you said, the answer that I constantly got was to move my body, move my body. Even though I'm in pain, move my body. Even though I'm uncomfortable, move my body. And I had to deal with those dark voices of, if you don't take your pills, you're going to be a bitch. If you don't take your pills, your boyfriend's going to hate you. If you don't take your pills, you're going to be an asshole. Mm. And I, I, again, I guess in those moments was giving zero fucks to th- those voices and, and just chose to trust a new way forward. And 10 months later, fucking gone, pain wow. gone, pain gone. That 15 kilos I was carrying gone, you know, that black and white outlook on life, gone I had unlocked myself and that's when that's when everything fucking changed you know I was like who the fuck am I what have I just done what now is possible for me and then I just looked at all areas of my life and I'm like oh my god I can change fucking anything Mm. anything I've got proof now that I fucking can I can heal my life Louise (laughs) say yes you know Wow. And that's your freedom, right? It's like, this is freedom when you like, I can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. So it was from there. Then I was working at my plastic surgery practice. And um, whilst I was there, I kind of then started tinkering into, you know, alternative things. I was going to kinesiology. I was going to Deepak Chopra seminars. I was going to Doreen Virtue seminars when she did them at that time of her angel Mm. intuitive course. And I was just like curious um, I started, then I started to see a life coach. Then I started to see a mentor and I was just like, fucking everyone teach me new information. I yes. want it all. I want it all. I want it all. Um, and then that led to studying a grad dip of psychology that then led to, I need to share this with people. I need to get out of what I'm doing now and, mm-hmm. and share this with the world. Fucking what a story. You see people, this is and then p- people see you and it kills me when people s- see you or see me or see someone that they think is a fucking unicorn that shits no fucks given, right? Because we do shit that people, by the way. Even when I had gastro, I shit that. And it's like, <laughs> you're like, how did this happen? How did you do this? And and what I hear from your story is like, you you walked through the flames your initiation was burning the fuck crispy up and charcoal peeling the skin off so that you could reveal your healing and say, hey, everybody, now that I'm not burning on fire, look at me, I have a great life. But it's like, hopefully, if you all are listening, you hear the darkness, the discomfort, the the trusting, the process, the not knowing what the fuck's going to happen, the patience, 10 months. That's a, that's a long time to be in pain and trusting that, you know, the medicine and the science that they've told you for years is not in your body and you have to trust something else. Like, that's fucking huge. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not easy. I think so many of us want this with our fitness, with our, with our, with our mental health, with our body, with everything, especially what's going on with the pandemic. It's like, I want to feel better now. Like I want everything to change now. And I love this because that's what it, it's fucking messy. It sucks ass. It's shit. Like, it's like, do you, do you want to go through all this to have freedom? Um, nah, 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 nah. I'm cool. I'm cool. Let me just keep wearing the suit. Fuck the mask. I'll put the suit on and pretend. So holy shit. Okay. So I would love to know because, and I, my, my spirit's like, ask the question because you touched on psychology and therapy earlier. And I have a strong feeling about 
psychology. And I actually haven't talked about it on the podcast, but I'm going to definitely do an episode on it. And it's not a judgment. It's just a strong feeling um, with my bipolar mother for my whole life doing therapy and psychotherapy and psychology and psychiatry. And you went and studied that. And now you're a life coach, though, technically, right? Yep. I fucking studied that grad dip of psychology to appear like I knew my shit. Yeah, when I, yeah. I, 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 I know my shit, right? I know how to serve people mm. from the place of where I have walked, right? Yes. That's so beautiful, yes. Absolutely. Now, I went and did that grad dip of psychology and fucking killed myself doing it. You know, I hated it. I didn't mm. believe a fucking word of it. I'm like, why am I even doing this? I'm doing this to fucking put it on my wall to say I'm legitimate. Mm. seriously that's that's why i did it yeah. and i knew i knew i was doing that um but i had i had kind of like sold that to myself pretty well yeah yeah um so i because you know people who come and see me and i'm sure that i've come and seen you have been to see i guess traditional psychologists and they're nowhere near closer to their soul no nah, man they're broker and they're like broker financially and broker in their head like they feel like i'm fucked you know it's it seems like and i know it's shout out to all you people out there that do therapy that are doing amazing work and cbt and positive forward focus but the shit that takes you back tell me about that moment when you were six and how did you feel how the fuck do you think i felt do you see me i'm feeling like shit like why are we going there and and you know and you've explained it and those of you listening to cat like how she explains it is so perfect that you go to that moment I mean, what that that neuroplasticity person told you, like when you visualize yourself at six, your body doesn't know the difference. You're now back in the trauma. Your body creates the hormones of trauma. You're you're six and you're getting sexually abused again. And it's like, how many years do we go to therapy to feel that feeling? Five years, thousands of dollars, and then you don't feel any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly why. You know, I would never intended to get like my whatever it is, masters or whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. It's it's not the work that I believe in. Yeah. You know, and that was even when I was nursing, um, I knew this wasn't the way that I wanted to care for someone. You know, it was so like red tape, and all I wanted to do was like sit next to a fucking person and hold their hand and mm. just go, "Tell me more about you. Tell me more about you." You know, we bandaided shit, mm. and I I couldn't stand that. And yeah. even even as I was doing that that grad dip of psych, um, I was like, oh my god, I know why I'm doing this, and it's I'm not taking this any fucking further. Oh, but I honor you because I, I now over here on this side, because I literally was the same. Like two years ago when I started this coaching, I was like, do I need to go to a degree? Do I need to go to school? Uh, and my fucking husband, bless you, Hamish, was like. You will never attract someone you can't help. Like, you've already done this and spent this much in eight years and you've healed this. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust you. But I literally was like, I need to go to a coaching school. And by the way, we're not saying that those of you out there that want to be coaches and you fucking cowboys that read a book and they're like, I'm a life coach. Don't be doing that shit, right? But it's like, I honor you, Kat, because I always, like, what I love about this is you you have you have embodied and you have the physical experience prior to saying something where i got to be careful because i haven't studied psychology and i'm sure there are massively amazing parts of psychology and i'm extremely like intrigued hard on style by freud and all that shit like i'm intrigued i'm intrigued i'm like ooh i want to know but i haven't went and i and i have this thing still in my head like should i go should i go cuz i want to almost understand it before talking shit about it <laughs> because you know what i'm saying so you have you have experienced it you've got the degree you've been in the pool with them and on top of that you went to nursing it was almost like your your spirit was like no 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 we got to go through these flames cuz we're going to do this and when we talk about it we're going to go by the way i used to be a nurse i used to do this and it's so it's so beautiful and embodied. It's it's amazing. Like when we get on stage, we share our shit because people, easy for you, Kat. You dance in front of a fucking thing and you don't have any fucks because you're so awesome. And you're like, no, no, no. Let me tell you about my life, bitches. And then they're like, oh, what? You had brain surgery? Your hair's amazing? Okay. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's fucked up. When did you start 
going, I'm going to, I'm going to do this work. Like this is what I need to do. Like getting that message. It was after a Doreen virtual angel intuitive course. So we learned how to do readings there. Um, it was in Queensland in this like awesome retreat place. Uh, and I loved it. I'd like tapped in right away, you know, um, and I had, I had had intuitive little moments before that, but this gave me, I guess, a real framework around it. Um, so when I came back, I just said to my mates, like, can I play? Like, just let me do some readings for free. Um, and of course they were like, hell yeah, would love to. And then they would send their other mates and all of them gave the same feedback. They just said, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you are reading way more than the cards. You are reading my soul. Wow. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, and I was still nursing at the time and they then they would like share with all of their other friends um, and their friends would want to pay me money for it. And I was like, fucking no, self-worth issues are coming up massive. <laughs> I'm happy to do this for free and, you know, that's it. Yeah. But people were very insistent. So um, I started to, like, they just gave me 50 bucks for yeah. a reading. Um, then there was a girl who said, can can I do some coaching and mentoring with you, um, like a six-week program? And I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks for telling me how it works because I have no idea how it works. <laughs> um, thanks for telling me it's a six-week program. Um, so I then started doing some work with her. Uh, and then someone suggested to me, you should start your own Facebook page. I don't know if Instagram existed then. Maybe it did, but it wasn't big. Mm. Um, you should just start your own page um, and just share your thoughts and that kind of stuff. And I thought, Meh, I can easily do that. So I just started writing my own quotes and uh, the way that I thought about things and saw things. And then a friend of mine said, dude, get your ass to the Mind Body Spirit Festival and just put yourself out there. I was like, oh, my God, Mind Body Spirit Festival, isn't that like, you know, <laughs> purple velvet yeah and, you know <laughs> dirty and you know gross and what about all the toxic energy that's going to be in there <laughs> um and it was actually another two people who then said it and I thought fuck there might be something in this so uh, I investigated into it friends of mine were like we'll help you we'll help you set up the stall it'll be so beautiful so I ended up saying yes wow. and I had the most beautiful store it was like gorgeous and and white and fresh and crisp and beautiful music playing and, um, you know, I was gifting, gifting out these boxes where someone would choose a certain box and it would have a specific uh, quote that I had written in there with a crystal. Mm. Um, and then I had this, you know, offering of services, um, of mentoring, and then people would put their name down and their emails down. And I got a lot of attention there. People were just drawn to me. Uh, I got an, uh, like an offer to do like a video interview um, and that's when things started to change. Uh, I was still a nurse at that time, but then it was, I think, a month or six weeks later, my boss, after six years, he brought me into his office and he knew that I wanted to leave, but I was just scared. He said, you know, I love you and I never want to let you go. He said, but here's a 10 grand check and get the fuck out. The world needs you more than we do. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, this is real. This is real. I'd been thinking about it. I'd been talking about it, but he made it real. And it was at that point where I was like, I had to sink or swim. And I was just keeping myself from drowning mm. um, for probably a good two years. The first year of like running a hobby, thinking it was a business, you know? <laughs> as we do. Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, you just kind of slurry yourself around as much as possible to make some, some kind of money. <laughs> But um, that's how it all kind of came about. Wow. Shout out to that boss of yours. That's so, how good. But also, also like I can hear how people always ask, how did this happen? How did this happen? But if you're hearing there's like synchronicities, there's, 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 there's a knock, there's an answer. Then there's like, hey, go this way. Okay, fuck. Let's like for you to even go, I'm going to go set up a, a, a stand. And obviously your beautiful friends that are supporting you and guiding you. And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to trust I'm going to trust in the unknown, in the big question mark, right? And then you you meet the universe or God or Allah, Buddha, Oprah, whoever you believe in, right? Halfway. <laughs> I believe in Oprah. <laughs> yes. Come on up. I know. I keep, I think about that all the time. 
I think about that. Oh my God, I know. I think about Byron Katie. Do you know Byron Katie? I'm, I just want to eat her face. I love her, Baba. Seriously, like BK, we love you. Like obsessed, I'm, I'm fucking obsessed with her. Um, oh my God, I lost my whole thing. I'm like, oh, BK and Oprah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, whatever you believe in, it's like it's like all these lessons and things and things come up and we think they're fucked up things and they could be like the entry to the next level of you. And it's it's just so amazing. I hope that everybody listening is hearing it and getting it and going back and finding the little clues and the little crumbs that your life left you and that you followed, right? Absolutely. And I think because I had had previous experience of trusting that that little thing um, and it working out. So anytime I would kind of get hysterical in my mind and dramatic in my mind and overwhelmed, I'd just be like, hang on, 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 hang on. We've done this before. We know, we know that if we trust and feel into that, mm. that feeling and we go with that, even though it's really scary, something always works out. The next part, the next rock or pebble will be laid out and we just like go on that pebble for a little bit and then we find the next pebble or crumb as you say. fucking the same human. Okay, so I have this thing about the fog because I feel like you're like me when we're on stage. We're like, edutainment. I kind of want to be a comedian so that I can say inappropriate, fucked up, ignorant shit and not get in trouble because comedians can just say whatever the fuck they want. So P.S., I'm going to go become a comedian. And I talk about like how you're in the fucking fog and people are like, hold on, but wait a minute, what happens here? And turning, it's like fucking walk in the fog and it's foggy. It's meant to be foggy as fuck. And then you walk and see a little bit more, but it's still foggy. Do I go that way or that way? It's like fucking walk, move in the rocks and the fog. <laughs> so question that people may be thinking, and I get asked and I'm sure you get asked, how do you know? Cause you're talking about intuition a lot, right? Like your gut and feeling, how do you know if it's fear or intuition? How did you know? Uh, you know, I, it's, it's a lot of people ask me that question. And the answer that I give, um, is uh, it's, it's a fucking feeling. It's a, and that sounds so like, Ugh, how annoying, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's true. It's, it's this, I swear to God, everyone has this inner knowing inside of them, right? We have this inner knowing inside of us that it's like a navigation system mm. that, that is, is, um, it feeds off that feeling, you know, and people would have experienced before when they knew, they knew, they knew, they knew that the person that they were about to date was not going to be a good egg. Yeah. Right. They fucking knew, but their, even their fear was like, Oh no, but you should be with them in case you're going to be single forever. And what if they turn out amazing? <laughs> and, more fear. Yeah. <laughs> correct. The fear has fear about being single. So go, go, go into this relationship. Right. Mm. I, everyone has it. Everyone has had that moment of, yeah, I, I definitely knew, I definitely knew, knew this, this wasn't right. And the problem with, or the reason why it's so hard in the beginning is because that feeling last can last for like a millisecond and then the fear or the ego the darkness whatever you want to call it just goes bang and shuts it down you know people talk about the the ego being the imposter well the ego thinks intuition is the imposter mm. it's going to take you places that is you know it, it's it's scary or it's unknown or you know it's not certain or it's not safe or secure so it's like don't trust intuition that's the imposter so for me, you know, it, it really is that, that unshakable feeling where you know that you working in the job you're working in is fucking killing your soul, but your fear is saying stay there because if you leave, what if you leave, you know, your certainty pay pack? What if you leave, you, you, know, you know, your certainty maternity leave or paternity leave or whatever it may be? What's out there? So... I think everyone does know it and it's a question that does get asked often and I will always put that back to them. I'm like, you fucking know. Tell me sometime in your life about a relationship or a job or your health mm. where you knew you were killing it, you were killing your health or you were not listening and, and but you did have that voice and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, you fucking know. Yeah. You're asking me the question that you already know. Don't they ask with their own answer? I'm like... You're, what you're really asking is how do you listen to your inner voice that is whispering 
right? It's like a whisper, like a little weak, weak muscle that you just need to exercise. And it's so, it feels like, and I suck at this. I will say publicly once again, I suck at going in and meditating because when I look to my world, I don't see the phys- the real evidence that I need it, but my body needs it. My body is talking to me this year, cat, and she's like, bitch, please, you think you're superwoman? And I'm like, I have the Tony Robbins energy that I can talk for 52 hours, but my body is a human body. And I intellectually know this, but I don't know this like by doing this. So this is my thing now, like literally this week, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I need to listen. So there's, I feel like I had gastro and then like I had my booby like surgery and then I got like a little flu. It wasn't COVID, but it was a little flu. I actually wish it would have been because then I could have done a whole like video series on like I survived COVID, um, killed some of the fear for y'all. So, so I, I like, I feel like for me, like I haven't went into it, but I know that you go into your body. My husband, I know a lot of my friends do a lot of like the inner body work. And if you're listening and you're like, yeah, but I still don't get it. It's like, Cat's intuition, she's in her body, like she's physically in her body, she's moving her gut, her stomach, like as Wayne says, like give up thinking, gut, right? Like it's not the head space. So if you're heady, most of my ladies that listen to this podcast are heady, right? The fucking fear's in the head and the the gut is the that feeling. So I love you said it perfectly, you're right. Like we know it's like it's that. It's that quiet voice. We do know. We do know. It's just we haven't trusted that knowing for a long time. Mm. And for whatever reason, you know, for everyone's certain journey, we've had to bury that. We've had to bury that intuition because we've been told we're crazy or told we're wrong or our own fear gets in the way of like, don't, 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 don't go there. You'll be seen as crazy. You'll be seen as whatever. You'll be seen as weird. So don't. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's like a taught, it's like a taught conditioned fear or, or a go-to thing that we, we were taught as kids. Like, Hey, there's evidence that nobody listened to me. So my intuition's not right. Yeah, that's so true. I haven't thought about that. Um, so now you, you're, you're here. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. How did it get into like, I'm going to build a coaching business or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say, fuck you to therapy, like psychology but I feel like you've probably, probably used bits and pieces, but then move into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, in terms of psychology, <laughs> I don't use any okay. of it. <laughs> None. Um, I, it's what not to do. <laughs> I have not used any of it. It's interesting because I guess people were coming to me before I was ready to know what I wanted to do, right? So I had all of these opportunities present to me. So back Back when I was first started, I was a part of a chakra program, um, a chakra empowerment journey program, and it was for eight months and I was um, being facilitated with these other women by the facilitator. And by the end of it, I had had such a ginormous transformation that the woman who had run it for 10 years and had created it, she said, baby, this is yours. I'm giving this to you. Wow. You, I want you to have it all. I want you to teach this. I want you to facilitate it. So before I even thought about, how I wanted it to be. People were like, can you coach me? Can you mentor me? This, this facilitator was like, go and serve the people. So, you know, my business structure was like built for me without really, without me having to think about it. And that was Mm -hmm. those breadcrumbs, right? I took one step, something showed. So one step, something showed. Now over my time, um, I guess in the first three years of business, I was you know, doing, doing anything, doing everything. I was trying to like wanting to make money, needing to make money. Like I had to move back in with my mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. Cause I wasn't going so great. Yeah. So after three years, I had to take a, a real hard look at how I was doing things. I love coaching. I love delivering in-person trainings. I love speaking. Mm. Um, as you can tell, we're going on tour by the way, everybody, you know, <laughs> What's this pandemic? I can't imagine. I can't imagine too. So, um, yeah, it was after three years I thought, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm working hard for the money and there ain't much money. (laughs) What am I doing? What am I doing? So that's when I decided to restructure how I was doing things. So prior I was doing like a four-week, you know, four-session coaching program, whereas 
I was like, no, I want to serve people for a six month period, 12 sessions. This Mm. is what's involved. This is the structure. This is what's included because this is what's what, this is what's going to get them the real results. Right. I kind of like took a zero fucks moment, super scared. Cause I'm like, "Mm, what if no one wants to go from four sessions to like 12 sessions and they don't want to pay that. Mm. Um, and once I had formulated that and then put that out, um, you know, that was just instantly taken up by my previous clients who were like, fuck yeah, I'm in for this. And that had then created, um, you know, this, this blooming and blossoming coaching program that um, people are like moving in and moving out of constantly, you know, I don't have to think about it anymore. Whereas before I was like, where's my next client coming from? This is really stressful. I don't know what to do. You know, I just like hustling hard. Whereas when I just created the structure of how I knew comes back to how I know I want to serve someone. I, this is how I know I want to serve someone and how I believe they're going to get the most out of it. So let's put that on the table. Let's put that out there. And that has been a a massive shift in, in how I serve, how I show up, the freedom I get in my life. And then now the financial freedom that I get to experience. So I love it. I love it. And it's so cool because if you're out there and you've followed Kat before and you're like, man, how does she do it? Or she's so amazing and this and that and the other. And it's like, I want you to hear like, I didn't fucking know what I was doing. I'm making this shit up. By the way, I'm making this shit up right now all the time. Like we, we're making this shit up. No one's laid the line for us to go, especially in 2020 when the internet has fucking taken over the world. There are people we can look to, but that's their way. And so you find your way and it's so it's the again you're just living in the unknown and i love it i love the unknown yeah yeah you get comfortable in the unknown eventually that's the place you want to live in you know that that's where you create magic you know yes yeah yes so why do you think that most women have a problem with the fucks they give like why do you think they stop themselves they don't stand in their confidence they don't live the life they want to live like there's so many reasons but what have you seen as the big thing the biggest is uh well they they think others are going to judge them Mm. so they're but but really they're projecting their prejudgments onto others using others as an excuse as to why they can't leave their husband i wish i had sound effects yep that pre-projected judgment that that gives them the 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 quick fix of well this is why i can't do it you know this is why i can't do it Uh, my mum will say this my dad will say that my partner will say this my my children will say that my whoever um Mm. the world will say that um so therefore you know, they can, they can reconcile for a little moment that that's okay. Yeah. But that little moment fucking passes pretty quick. It's like a hit of heroin and then it goes, you know, um, we, again, we know the fucks that we don't want to give anymore, but we just keep selling ourselves these lies and then putting that onto other people. Um, so people who say to me, you know, I, I, I don't want people to judge me. It's like, mm -mm. (laughs) Move to Mars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People who even come to see me for coaching, they're like one of their dreams is to not is to not have people judge you. And it's like, dude, fucking like wrong planet. And I actually mm-hmm. say that. Wrong planet. Wrong planet to come to. Wrong species. You should be a fucking beetle or something. <laughs> Although we don't know what goes on in a beetle exactly. world. Exactly. They could be really know. fucking mean. <laughs> we don't know. So um, what I say to them is external conditions are always going to take place that are unwanted. Mm. Um, It's up to you, you know, if you want to give all your fucks to those thoughts or if you want to give more of your fucks and save them for your soul Mm. and what feels true for you. (sighs) When is your book coming out, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, my God. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, so I have but you know, i got to say this. Your post has been playing around in my mind that post about writing a book mm. doing the things that not doing the things that you suck at i find it so hard oh my god we are twins separated at birth in two other countries absolutely yeah it's fucking shit yeah cuz i'm not a we're not i'm not a writer and like fucking hell it sucks but we have books in us you have 
I, you have at least four, I heard you say. <laughs> Can I make him like 20 page books? I know. You're like, so it's an audio book. <laughs> I can't wait to do the audio version. That's like going to be my favorite thing. That's what's helping me when I'm writing, when I'm writing my book, what I'm, how I'm writing is like, how would this sound if I was audibling it? Mm. And so when I hear that, I'm like, okay, go type for a bit. But I find it really tricky. Once I'm talking, I'm like. Seriously, you're a speaker. You tell stories so, I just want to say, so beautifully and so amazingly. And I'm in it with you and I can see it and just pace and everything. It's just so good. I just love it. I'm like, you need to be on stages all over the world. But like, I'm looking at myself too. I'm like watching you through me. And this is the beauty of when you really know who you are and you don't give a fuck what people think about you and you're genuinely in your heart space and you've healed all your projection and shit and not all, there's still going to be some stuff, right? But when you've done that, you can really celebrate another woman. We are technically the same job. We're technically what old school people would say, competition. And I'm like, how crazy, like, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, I have chills all over me. Like, I'm gonna fly your flag and be like, go follow and love her up and spam you with a cat, John. Because it, it's just like, I feel like another example. You're another example. You're another, find more. Let's find more women that are these examples. And this is what we need to be doing for each other because there will, people will resonate with you and they need you. Like, you are their medicine and they need you in that moment. I just love you and I honor you and I, we need to do more episodes and podcasts like you're in melbourne i'm in melbourne we've fallen in love live in front of you all on the podcast virtual hugs um and i just i I just want to say thank you for what you do thank you for who you are thank you for sharing your shit you don't know the shit you do know where you're struggling where you're flying you know you inspire me and so many um and i can't wait for your book i'm going to message you some stuff because i'm going to tell you what i'm doing because that shit is helping me because I wouldn't write it. It's not it's never going to come out if it's up to me. But that's just coming out in November. I'm making sure. This has been in my head like you for fucking two years. I have post-it notes. I have fucking post-it notes. I bought big post-it notes, small, colored, green, purple. I'm like, this shit ain't getting written. The fucking post-it notes not working. Yeah, we're going to do it because your medicine and your podcast is medicine and I'm so and it's so funny you launched your podcast in June 2019 and I launched my podcast in June 2020 which is redonkulous. I was like wait June 2020? Yeah no no June 2018 so a year before sorry it's my second year so, so happy, happy one, one year, year for, for your, your podcast. podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It has done exceptionally well. It's yes. done really, really but well. But you had a community. You were building the people. And and if I can say to anybody out there who's a coach or who wants to be or you're inspired by Kat and what she's doing and you're like, I want to do that. I feel called to do that. Like the thing that you do really well and that I think we do really well is we talk to the eyeballs. There are human beings on the screen watching, whether one or 100 or 1,000. And you, you talk to them like they're your people, you communicate, you connect, you genuinely give a fuck about them and they feel it. And then you give them what you have. You don't sell this amazing course to people that don't fucking know what kind of coffee you like. You know what I'm saying? Like you do that so beautifully. So of course your podcast is going off. So for people that want to consume and stock you in a healthy, beautiful way... <laughs> How, where can we find you? Yes. And what's coming up for you? Best place is going to be Instagram. So cat.john, K-A-T dot J-O-H-N. Um, there you can then go to the link tree. That'll lead you to the podcast. Um, but yeah, good stalkathon will take place over on Instagram. Yes. And then your Tuesdays, how do they get involved in that? For Because people are all over the world here, right? They can get involved. Awesome. Absolutely. Global, global, global. So all you need to do is pick your favorite tune, um, no matter how you're feeling, right? If you're angry, if you're sad, if you're unbelievably happy, pick a song that just feels right for that moment. Put a video camera on, record yourself dancing, even if you just want to close your eyes, rock it out, and then DM me or just tag me, cat.john, and then hashtag ZF Tuesday, and then I'll get the notification, and then I just share you. And we then... You know, I inspire my community and then my community gets involved and then they inspire even more people, mm. you know. So if we can inspire more people to give to give zero fucks to the things that don't matter, then the things that do matter get to get some expression in life, you know. 
I love it. So yeah. for the Americanos, it's Z, right? Yes. N N Z. N Z E Yeah, Z E R O F K S. Zero fucks. Oh, zero fucks. Okay, so zero with a Z with a Z. Oh fuck! I'm so excited. I haven't done this yet, and I need to get involved because I'm obsessed with some Afro dance Caribbean. Like, it makes me fucking cry. The music makes me cry. Like I'll sit in my car crying to these drums. I'm like, what is activating this like old Caribbean, Taino, Indian, Puerto Rican, African fucking something? And I'm like bawling to sick ass music. And I'm like, why the fuck am I crying? Oh, I hear you. You feel me? You, you know, you know. Okay, so we're going to have a dance fest. I'm going to do the zero fucks on a Tuesday. Please, we're going to put all the links in the show notes and then tell them who your podcast, what it's called and where they can find that. Yeah, so you can go to Apple podcast or spotify um it's called cat john is real raw relatable and she is fucking love you thank you so much for existing love you all the way back you're amazing my darling we are in wild times right now and in order for you to manage your mind and boost your immunity and be level-headed instead of panic i want to invite you to consider online training to consider joining a community a sistership where you are going to be held where you're going to be supported where you have a safe space to unravel and with all this time at home you can actually better your life and work on yourself good news as well i have now done a 12-month payment plan for the online sisterhood so many women right now are experiencing trouble with their finances losing their jobs being single mothers not knowing when their next money or paycheck is going to come from and we are navigating that with our current sisterhood members we are working with every woman that we can in order to support them in these tough times and i hear you out there saying i'd love to join the sisterhood but i can't afford it i can't afford six payments So what I've done is made it a year-long program. It's a year-long program with a year-long payment plan. I really, really want you to consider if this is the time for you to join the sisterhood and work on yourself. It is available to you now. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.